Guys, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you didn't draw a hunt this year, don't worry. There are still ways to get a tag and get out in the field. Not only are there leftover and OTC opportunities, but if you join GoHunt.com Insider with promo code JSCOTT by August 31st, 2021, you're also going to be entered to win $1,500 worth of Kuyu gear. You also are going to get 10 entries into GoHunt's Big Summer of Elk giveaway where you could win a 2022 New Mexico elk hunt and $15,000 in hunting gear. Go Hunt Insider is the one platform for finding great hunts, researching new units, e-scouting, and planning your hunt. Now, an added incredible value at no extra cost are desktop maps and maps available on iPhone and Android. Again, this is no extra cost. It's part of being an Insider member. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. Sign up at GoHunt.com forward slash Scott and get a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card just by using the J. Scott promo code. And also, don't forget, you're going to be entered into a drawing to win $1,500 worth of Kuyu gear. I also want to thank the Gear Shop at GoHunt.com and Cody Nelson, my friend of 20 plus years, the glassing guru. Don't forget, if you order on GoHunt.com or you call or text Cody at 602-399-3699, you're going to get a 10% discount by using the J. Scott promo code. You can also call the shop directly at 702-847-8747 or email at optics at gohunt.com. I want to thank GoHunt for their sponsorship of this podcast. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting for sponsoring this podcast. That is the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. You can go to kuiu.com. To order directly off the website. They're a direct-to-consumer company. They make the best hunting gear on the market today. Also, phonescope.com. Use the jscott21 promo code. You're going to get a 10% off on all orders at phonescope.com. Guys, thanks for listening, and let's get right to this episode. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today, I've got my friend, the glassing guru, Cody Nelson of Go Hunt Optics on the line. Cody, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Jay. Glad to be on today. It's, uh, it's a good time of year. Things are getting piped up and ready to go. It's getting good. Um, you guys in Arizona are getting quite a bit of rain. I keep getting reports from my nephew and Dar and some other guys there in Phoenix alone just getting dumped. And guys in Tucson had a record uh, monsoon. A uh, guy with um, an elk tag in his pocket's got to f- be feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm really excited about it. It just... Um, the truth be told, um, above all else, I just think it betters the chance for a really good rut, and I'm really excited about that. It'll be good for everybody if that happens. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, we were so dry going into this monsoon season across the state and a lot of the southwest to, you know, get some incredible monsoon rains, you know, from northern Mexico on all of our properties and stuff there all the way up through southern Arizona and you know, Arizona in general, we've really made up for a lot with our, um, you know, with our monsoon season. So I, I'm looking for, you know, future years of, of having some real positivity uh, with this monsoon season moving forward with, you know, body condition and antler growth and everything else for sure. Yeah, I, I, I literally, Jay, I mean, I, I know you're you're in uh, in Colorado, but there's been a couple times I either thought the house was going to blow away or I thought it was going to float away because yeah. the, the, 
in, I mean, just here in Scottsdale, I'm just, I'm not kidding you. Uh, the lady across the street, she has an honest to God, you know, uh, rain gauge and it, it measures like eight and a half inches at our house. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, so, Cody, crazy. I, I know, um, you guys have been selling optics and tripods and everything to do with glassing at a, at a feverish pace. Um, I get a lot of um, messages back from people how they had a great interaction with you. Um, I'd like to dive into, I've got a bunch of questions here on optics. I'd like sure. to just dive right in and, and get right in the meat, meat and potatoes of this episode. No, let's, let's get after it. Okay. I love it. Okay. Sounds good. Um, first question here is the slick 633 too small for the Swarovski 85 millimeter ATX setup VA five Sure head. No, oh, okay. I'm glad they mentioned the head. Um, n- no, I, I, I don't think it's too small. Um, I think that, that, that what people need just to realize is, is that the lighter weight you go on a tripod, you know, you're, you're going to have more instability than if you go with a heavier weight and stiffer tripod. So, um, I think that that tripod in particular is a, is a good balance between lightweight and, and, uh, um, and, and stability. And I think the head will just add to that. Um, and just, you know, kind of obvious things, the higher you go with the tripod, the less, you know, uh, uh, state, the less unstable they become. So, um, you know, I just always try to tell people to keep the center post down and keep the legs as short as you can. Yeah. I mean, I would say too, um, you know, having a six, I have a 634, which is basically the four, four extension. Um, the legs have four extensions. Um, if it's going to be as everyday glassing tripod, um, you know, personally, I might go with the 733 or the 833 if it's, you know, just as, as right. 90% user. Um, but I think a 633 would be perfectly fine. Like you said, if you could kind of keep it to one extension, keep the tripod low, keep the center post down, um, I think it would do just fine. Now, what's your thought on, you know, one and only tripod? Wouldn't you prefer to see someone maybe go to a 733 or an 833? I, I would almost always, and this conversation comes up so much, but I almost always lean myself towards a middleweight tripod. And when I say middleweight, you know, I'm talking, you know, total weight being somewhere around four pounds. And, you know, you got to play with the height a little bit. So Jay, I know that you're, you know, you know, you're what, six, two. So that seven thirty three with that, that real long first, you know, length in the leg that helps you when you're sitting down and, and you don't have to extend the legs all the way out and it. And it's a good solid platform. Whereas I might be able to get away with a 734. Right. So, you know, it, it, and, and what that does is, is that just allows me the opportunity to, um, uh, that just allows me the opportunity to, 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 to have a more compact tripod in its compact state. Yeah. Uh, and the beautiful thing to, about that is, you know, being able to put it in your pack. I mean, uh, the, seven or 633 the 733 and the 833 the 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 634 734 and 834 they're a shorter pack job in other words they're shorter from top to bottom and they do pack a little bit easier in in your backpack let's go to the next question best way to glass for bighorn um i'm going to pop in there real fast yeah you 
you do your thing. Uh, for me, you know, bighorn, whether it's desert bighorn, Rocky Mountain bighorn, California bighorn, you, you know, the white butts give them away. Um, when you're glassing for sheep, uh, I glass much quicker, much faster. I'm looking for the, the, gla uh, the, the horn, the yellow horn tends to stand out and really tends to jump when you're moving across the landscape as well as the, the white butts do as well. So anytime a sheep has its butt to you, um, they are very easy to spot. They can be difficult to spot when they're laying down, when they're in rocks. Uh, but a general uh, theme is when you're glassing for bighorns, I'm going to glass much faster uh, than, say, I would for coos deer or mule deer. Um, they're, in my opinion, much easier to see. And because of the nomadic style um, characteristics of the sheep in that they move so much, I tend to uh, not stay in one spot so long. I tend to move a lot more and travel looking for those sheep. I always say the worst place to look for a big ram uh, is, is the last place you saw them uh, because they tend to move and just look for the white butts, look for the horns. And yep. once you kind of cover a spot, I don't spend too much time really going over it. Cody, anything to add to that? Yeah, no, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. You know, sheep's never been my forte because any sheep country that I've ever been in, I've always been looking for something else. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, I don't think they're necessarily the most difficult thing to, to see when they're, you know, especially when they're out and feeding. But, um, I, I, again, white butts, yellow horns. Um, and when they are laying down, yeah, they, they get tougher to see because they, they're normally tucked into some little, you know, a uh, 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 tight spot that's just, that's just a little more difficult than everything else. Yeah, next question so, here. NL Sorofsky, NL Pure versus Sorofsky EL for mule deer. Cody, what's your thoughts? You know, I mean, look, the EL is uh, still one of the best pieces of glass in the world. The NL just added to that. Um, I still think that, you know, they're, they do something, you know, with that field of view uh, being so much wider. Um, uh, and, and people have heard me say it. I'm an optic snob. I love everything that I can do to approve on something else. I would, I would take the field of view almost always. Um, but let's not, you know, get it twisted that the, that the 1042 EL or, or, I mean, it's still a phenomenal piece of glass. Um, and I, and I'm assuming we're, we're, you know, talking about, uh, uh, 1250 NL or 1250 ELs and, 1242 NLs and 1042 versus 1042. So I'm, I'm just, you know, they're a great piece of glass either way. Yeah. It's one of those things with the ELs being, you know, how could they make it better? And they actually did with the NLs, but that still makes the ELs a phenomenal piece of piece of glass for sure. Well, um, and not to mention the fact at, 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 at 20, at 2199, what, I mean, with all the, I mean, what a wonderful value that is. Yeah. So, Next question, why did they discontinue the 10 Power Swarovski SLC? What is the next best 10 Power binocular that's close in price? And I think, you know, he's obviously saying closest yeah. to the 10 L, uh, SLC. And, you know, look, I'm as disappointed that we don't have the SLC, um, you know, like we do, the you know, like we did. I mean, it's just it's a wonderful piece of glass. I thought it was great for the price point. Um, it, it, it's, and look, it's being offered in the Collis line, but it's a European offering only. 
Um, you know, uh, I, I'd love to see it come in the Collis line and be offered in the States, but, um, you know, the truth it is, I, I the, you know, the, really what killed it is quite simply put is when they added the NL pure to the line, you know, they, they, something had to move around a little bit. And I just, it really, really, uh, I was kind of disappointed that it was the, the, the SLC, but, um, you know, we're still, uh, we still got the, uh, the, the 1556, uh, SLCs and, and we're just going to keep going with those as long as we can. What's the next best bino 10 power bino, uh, close to price you ask? Oh, um, well, I think you gotta, I think you gotta at least look towards the, the vortex, uh, UHDs. I think that's a, a great piece of glass, Abicon prisms, great field of view, good edge to edge quality, um, similar weights, uh, maybe a tad bit longer, but, um, bottom line is I think that's a good, good place to go. Uh, conquest, uh, 10 to 42, um, uh, uh, conquest HDs, you know, in the Zeiss line, uh, like a Trinibids, um, you know, those, those would all be excellent choices. Next question. I have, uh, 15 power SLCs and 12, Swarovski NLs, how do I decide between a BTX and an STX for my next piece of glass? Thanks. Um, it's kind of a loaded question. I think a lot of it depends on what you're hunting. I think a lot of it depends on the terrain you're hunting. Because for me personally, I would use a BTX and a, and a you know, at least a 95 or, or, you know, 115 at super long ranges but when I would move closer in and actually go maybe into the canyon I've been looking at or, you know, what, whatever your, you know, your, your train looks like. But if I was getting closer, certainly I, w- I would, you know, probably switch to the 12s and an and STX and an 85. So, you know, I'm assuming that, that if he has a lot of those different kind of pieces, to me it's all about, you know, choosing the right club for which hole you're playing, right? Right. So, you know, it's just like a game of golf and, and, uh, you're, you're just using the gear to, to make your advantage for whatever play you're about to make. Yeah. And for me, you know, if he's already got the 12s and the 15s, you know, I feel like he's got, you know, the long range game pretty well covered. I mean, the BTX is going to take it to another level, but what he doesn't have is anything to identify what he's found Correct. in his binoculars. So I think if you had to choose between the STX spotting scope and the BTX, you know, double I, um, I think you got to go with the spotting scope because now you have something to identify what you've found in your 15s or in your 12s um, with down the road, then being able to add the BTX. That's my opinion. Um, uh, no, no, no. I, I, Jay, I mean, it's just, it, it's another angle and sure. it's, I think you're, you're, you're right on the money. Right. Okay. Um, will I hear any bugling on the Colorado archery opener? Yeah. So the opener this year, uh, starts September 2nd. It used to start about the 20, uh, I think it was the last Saturday in August always. And so that season was always, you know, the 26th, 27th, 28th. I think with the September 2nd opener, I think you have a really good chance of hearing some bulls bugling for sure. Um, I have heard that there's some bulls already at the OT6 sounding off. I've heard some other people say they've heard a few elk uh, 
a few bulls uh, sounding off. So yes, I think uh, September 2nd, you have a good chance. The only thing I would say is if you're in an OTC uh, unit in Colorado and it's getting a ton of pressure, the more pressure you get, the 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 least amount of bugling or you'll hear less bugling if you're in an area where um, there's quite a bit of pressure. Uh, Next question, it says, no question, just a huge shout out to Cody. That guy goes so far above and beyond. Who is this? Who's? Someone's getting paid to say this here. Uh, See, the call of duty to help and take care of people. He is an amazing guy. Uh, Cody, I, you know, I laugh at this because I get this probably, if not every day, every other day, you know, so there I'm getting, you know, three or four a week, um, like this of people that have sent me mess, taken the time to, to order binoculars, order tripods, you know, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, whatever with you. And they take their time to come back and tell me what a good job you do. So, I mean, that's just hats off to you and your, and your team, uh, for taking the time and personalizing each and every sale is a is a personal transaction and that's you know i didn't plant this question here Um, i i could read you 15 um, others that have come in in the last you know 30 days um so hats off to you uh humbled to say the least and proud um and guys bear with me i'm up here in um my wife and i are in aspen colorado and we across the the uh street they have in, in a matter of two weeks, they've literally torn down a house and now they've delivered material and, and they're starting to rebuild. And then, of course, wouldn't you know it, I schedule the and the landscaping crew shows up next door. So <laughs> if, you, if you hear some noise, it'll just be a, a slight inconvenience. You, you mean the world doesn't stop when we're doing a podcast? Yeah, I guess I should put the on podcast. Shut up. Okay, next question. The best 15s that aren't Swaros. Looking to purchase for January coos hunt, so he's looking for the best fifteen option that aren't Swarovskis. I mean, I I think you you know first and foremost you got to look at the Zeiss Conquest HDs. Um, I think that's a just a phenomenal value. Uh, Eighteen by fifty six UHDs, another grid value. You're going to have to play with what maybe do you want the extra power? Do you want the field of view? I'm a field of view guy. I'd rather take the 15 and the field of view than the, than the power. And it's just, you know, a personal decision. Um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, you know, I, I think those would be the two first that I would go to. Um, I, you know, I, I've been selling a lot of the 1556 Geovid R's that have the range finder in them. Um, I think that's at least a consideration uh and then you know on the the, the next level would be uh, you know the loophole uh, bx5 santiums and the uh um kind of losing my train of thought today jay uh the uh the the 18 by 56 kaibabs so i think you've got a lot of different options and on those i think it's especially important to try to put your eyes behind them cody you know he's asking for 15s but you know he also should consider the 18 um, UHDs from Vortex and go up three power. Yep. He's going to go up a little bit in price, but if he's looking in that 15 line, I hate to not mention the 18s. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I think that's, yeah, I mean, and that's what I was kind of trying to get at with the, the field of view and the, and, the, and the extra three power. I mean, they're such a phenomenal, um, you know, kind of 
do all do everything kind of package. Um, and we sell a boatload of them to guys that, that, that aren't wanting to use a spotting scope and they hate, you know, using one eye like that and they want both eyes open with as much power as they can get. So, um, yeah, absolutely. The UHD is a, is you have to look at it. Okay. Next question here. Big eye recommendations on a budget. Oof. Um, well, I mean, the, 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 the best one that I can think of, uh, would, would probably be the six, uh, what is it? Six sixty fours from Koa. Um, you know, and you'd have to do the bracket. Um, you know, and, and I guess when you get to the, to the totality of it, you know, you got to have the eyepieces and, you know, you're still looking at a, uh, it's a, still a $3,000, you know, purchase when you get done, you know, all said and done with it. So that's what I would tell you right now. Okay. Um, the Suray ET-1204 versus the Slick 733, 15 by 56 is 75% of the time. Oh, I, I would, I think a guy could get away with the ET-1204. Um, I, I mean, if he's really trying to save weight, but here and again, it's like that first question that you asked, Jay. Look, you can go lightweight, and, and it's going to feel real good when you're packing out and doing all that. But if you're really wanting to, to quiet things down in terms of the, you know, your look and, and, and trying to be as stable as possible, my gut tells me the 733. Um, but, you know, I, again, I don't know his constraints on, on what he's trying to do with packing in or is he day hunt, you know, what, you know, what exactly is he doing? But um, my gut would be to take the 733 and use the stability. Okay. Next question. Tips for finding coos deer in Southern Arizona in November and December. Oh, uh, glass, glass and glass some more. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting this year. Something I was thinking about, um, you know, we're getting a lot of, uh, we're getting a lot of rain. So you're, you're traditionally down South, your grasses are much more prevalent than, than, you know, a lot of times up, up North. Um, I think people are going to have to slow down. Um, I'd be really patient. I would not, you know, just because you don't see something right away, that doesn't mean anything. Um, I mean, if you see sign and you know, there's deer in the area, you know, it, it, I don't think people realize just how fast they can disappear in the, in that grass. So yeah. And I might add, um, so I still in November and December, I still want to focus my afternoon glassing attempts on the predominant hills that have the most shade. I think it's super important. Yep. I that agree. all coos deer hunters understand, and this even goes into rutting deer in January when we're down in Mexico or the guys that are bow hunting in Arizona. Those coos deer, you know, they live out there every single day, and so they become real um, accustomed yep. to finding yep. the shade and dropping over onto the north or the northeast slope where, the, where consistently throughout the afternoon from say a one o'clock to five o'clock that they're going to, you know, get the most shade and the coolest opportunity to lay there. So if you focus your glassing attention, um, in the afternoon specifically, 
and looking into where is the most predominant shade on that hill, you will find yep. more bucks. It's, I mean, it's just, and yeah, I, I, I've, I, I've helped people over the years with trying to establish that. And then once they get it, I can't tell you how the messages I get of, you know, I saw twice as many bucks as I was seeing before now that I'm looking yep. in the right place. And I feel like, you know, you got to look where 80% of the deer are. And if you do, you're going to find more deer. It's just, it's, it's a law of averages. Yeah. The, the, they just, they do. I mean, unless they're actively rutting, the does are always going to stay in a real small circle and the bucks, unless they're actively rutting, they're not going very far either. So, you know, when you find them in those spots, you got to stay on them. And they're really not going to venture off very far unless they're running or been completely blown out by something. But Next question. Um, I'm 6'9". I'm like, wow, that's, that's a giant person. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Fletch? I'm 6'6", six, 6'9", six, six, with the afro. Um, yeah. And I hunt everything Arizona has to offer. What's the recommended full tripod setup? uh windmill <laughs> i don't know um I, I i would go windmill with that one <laughs> take 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 the take the wheel off and and put those binos right on top and you're good to go brother <laughs> um man that's a tough one and i would have to say uh he's gotta look i i would actually i man it, it, it makes me want to like stop the podcast and look at a couple stats, but um, uh, he'd have to look at the eight thirty three, and maybe even the nine, the the, the, the nine thirty three, because those are going to be the tallest ones. And then, you know, I would on that kind of a tripod, I'd be adding, you know, at least a VA five, you know, a Subaru VA five head. You're going to gain another couple inches there, or four or three inches there. And then, you know, your, your bino adapter or whatever you're using to glass with, you're going to gain another couple there. So really, if he's 6'9 to his head, we're trying to get to 6'7. So, yeah, th those bigger, you know, 833s, 933s with, you know, with a head and a bino adapter should be able to get them that tall. Um, you know, if he calls me, I can certainly work the numbers with him and, and figure out exactly how to get him to that, to that point. Okay, next um, question. I uh, guess the other thing you could tell him to do, Jay, is dig a hole. Yeah, lowers. <laughs> I mean, the reality is don't stand in glass. I mean, sit in well, glass. Don't stand yeah, in glass. I mean, you're 6'9". Yeah. That's too high anyway. Like, you're getting to a point where you're not stable. You know, you're extending everything out. Just make it a habit not to stand a glass would, would, well, would be my suggestion. You know, Jay, anybody that knows me, I'm not, I'm certainly not trying to make fun of the, when I say windmill heights, but, um, you know, I guess he could say that I, you know, I glass off a of fire hydrant. So I, I guess that's, that's fair, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, looking at a Vortex Fury 5000 AB to help with my long range shooting, any feedback? You know, the feedback on them has been really strong. Um, we've sold a boatload of them. You know, I've got none back on, on return. I've got none back, you know, for technical air. I mean, it's actually been uh, been a really strong unit. Um, I'm just, 
you know, I have not personally loaded in my own uh, 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 ballistics and, and done that route yet, but um, everything that I'm being told and every bit of feedback um, that we've gotten from them has been strong and, uh, and, you know, I've just been really happy with them. Next question here. Recommend, let's see, recommended. <laughs> recommended quantitative method for average person to compare two binos for clarity and light transmission. You know, um, well, what what he can do is is that if if you get an opportunity, um, he can literally go on to uh, just type in you know uh, United States Air Force you know resolution chart um, and print one off, uh, and you could take it and set it out there at say thirty five yards, and he could simply you know try to figure out how low into the uh, into the resolution line he can go. Um, you know, that's a simple way to do it. Uh, I, I do that quite a bit, um, uh, you know, with, with glasses, especially when I'm comparing something that I know is real close and I know I'm going to get the questions. Um, I've heard other guys take newspapers, um, you know, and, and put them out there, at, you know, 30 yards or whatever it is and set them on a tripod and, and literally do that test until, you know, it keeps getting darker and darker and darker at night until you can't read them anymore um, and, and see which one, you know, gives you the, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the lasting power to stay in the game. Um, that's, that's how a lot of guys do it. Um, if you don't have that or you don't want to do something like that, um, you know, I don't know. We always used to use like a, um, you know, like a garage or something that you can look back in dark into where you can kind of read uh, tire treads or something dark on cars or, you know, just not well-lit areas and, and just try to discern like which one gives you the best resolution and clarity between the two. Um, you know, which one gives you the best edge to edge clarity. Um, th those are, those are little tests that I would do. And um, I think those are relatively easy, you know, easy to do around the house. Next question here. What is a good budget-friendly spotting scope that is also lightweight? Um, you know, I think you you, you got to look, say, at the the loophole, you know, twelve to, to forty by sixty. Um, I'd look at the sixty-five millimeter, you know, razors, sixty-five millimeter vipers. Um, you know, I, I would certainly take a look at all those. I think those, you know, certainly get down there, you know, below all the the the, the big razors and the, the gobbias from Zeiss. And, you know, anything I just mentioned is going to be, you know, basically, uh, you know, around the uh, $1,400 and less. And so, you know, the Vipers will be $899 and, you know, and less. And, and so, yeah, I think there's, there's, you know, quite a bit to look at in that, in that, that price range. Saving for Alpha Glass, what 10 by 42 should I be saving for Colorado Archery Elk? Money is tight. Oof. Um, you know, I, I, I'm assuming he's going to buy a, a regular piece of, you know, just like a, you know, like say a, 
an eight by 42 or 10 by 42 Viper and then someday get an alpha glass, right. You know, or a, a top tier or, you know, big three or something like that. Um, you know, Jay, I, I'd start with say around the Vipers. I, I like the Viper 842, 1042s. Um, a re- another really good piece of glass would be the, the Razor HDs, uh, the original, you know, Razors and, and do an 842 or 1042. Um, I'm assuming Colorado, um, you know, it just depends on whether he's hunting more open terrain or, or you know, more, uh, uh, you know, vegetation, uh, thicker vegetation. I'd go with the eights, you know, maybe versus the 10. But, um, you know, some of that, he's going to have to make that call. But I think that's that's kind of where I would land in terms of what kind of glass to go look for. Yep. Okay. And, and by the way, a guy uh, certainly asking a question like that, Sometimes it's really good if you call me and we talk about, you know, maybe exactly where you're hunting and, and, you know, what primarily you're doing. And that way I can better answer the question. Happy to help those guys. Yeah. I mean, utilize Cody. He answers his phone. He's, you know, talks on the phone all day to customers and answers questions and walks them through scenarios because you're there to help them make a good decision. Right, Cody? A hundred percent. Okay. Um, how many yards are you set up away to glass north and northeast facing slopes in the afternoon for coos? So I like to get as close as I possibly can without interfering or, you know, being able to, you know, have those deer hear me or see me or, you know, smell me. Uh, but I also like to be far enough away that I can look at several north facing slopes. Um, but certainly, you know, if I can get in there 500 yards, you know, a thousand to 500 yards, uh, and have multiple, you know, kind of dark timber, if you will, or shaded pockets to look at. Um, I also like ridge lines that I can work up or down a ridge line where I'm looking into the shady side of the hill and, you know, sit down for 30 minutes or an hour and really pick it apart and then move down a little bit. And then, you know, I may work myself right back up the ridge and do the same thing. I might drop down a ridge, go across, get on the same ridge that I was just looking at and look into the next um, north-facing, northeast-facing slope. Yep. I mean, it, it, it's all a matter of, like, if you've seen bucks there in the past and you know that they just love that area, you know, then then stay put. And, and you know, that could be a 1,000 yards. It could be 15. It could be, you know, it could be a long ways away. Typically, you're going to pick up more if you're if you're say a thousand yards and in. You're going to see more than if you're out there, yeah. you know, over a mile trying to look into a shaded slope. Because remember, you also have the glare of the afternoon sun shining into you and into your binos, and that's why I think it's important to cover your head and try and really get into your binocular. Um, and not let any additional light or glare come in when you're looking. So in the afternoon, glassing coos deer, I'm always looking into the sun, always. And quite honestly, with elk and mule deer as well, sheep also for that matter, I'm looking most afternoon, you can find me looking straight into the sun. So, you know, sitting, uh, a lot of times you can find a shade of a tree on, you know, the hill you're on and get back just far enough where you're in the shade, or even if you have to just put something over your head um, and then really go to work 
in those shaded pockets just looking for any you know a deer leg a deer nose you know an antler flick an ear flick um, and look under every single tree and just really pick it apart and you'll, you're going to be well, a lot more successful yeah in a lot of cases look through the tree yeah so um i think the one thing to add to that jay is is uh you know i think that sometimes guys have a tendency that i think they want to get too close yep and i i i mean i'm not against it to to some degree but for coos deer especially um man you you can stay away i mean if you're too close and they hear you they may not bust out of there and run out and whatever they you, you they They're may gonna, just hunker in and you'll never see them again yeah i mean stay away and from so them. i just I, I don't know try to give them a little bit of space yeah for sure try to give them a little bit of space to make the mistake or or to feel comfortable enough to get up and move to where you can see them so, you know that's I have, my thoughts yeah next question i have a 95 millimeter is it worth upgrading to the 115 Okay, sorry, Cody, I was on mute. Um, I have a 95 millimeter. Is it worth upgrading to the 115? Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's been a fairly common question. Uh, my answer is, is if you are using this for the longest ranges and the earliest times in morning and night, I think it's absolutely worth it. Um, I will take any advantage that I can get. Yes, I know that it's another pound uh, in three quarters, um, but I, look, I'm not saying they just run right out there and do it. But um, I think you need to weigh, you know, what you're gaining. Um, you, you're not gaining power, you're not gaining field of view. But um, I'm, you know, I, I'm just anal retentive about if I can gain any advantage and I can have a bigger exit pupil and I've got more light coming to my eye, I'll take it every time so for me that's a definitive yes okay cody i want to take just a second here and let the listeners know about um you have a chance to win a new mexico elk hunt if you didn't draw a hunt this year don't worry there's still ways to get a tag get out in the field not only are there leftover and OTC opportunities, but if you join Go Hunt Insider with the promo code JSCOTT by August 31st, 2021, you're also going to be entered to uh, win $1,500 worth of Kuyu gear. I got Kuyu to step up and um, throw this in. $1,500 worth of Kuyu gear. If you sign up for the Go Hunt Insider, use the JSCOTT promo code. Also, you're going to get 10 entries into Go Hunt's Big Summer of Elk giveaway where you could win a 2022 New Mexico elk hunt. There also, Go Hunt is giving away $1,500 in hunting gear. Go Hunt Insider is the one platform for finding great hunts, researching new units, e scouting, and planning your hunt. Now, an incredible value is the desktop maps and the mobile maps that are available on iPhone and Android for no extra cost. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. Sign up at gohunt.com forward slash jscott. Use the jscott promo code. You're also going to get a $50 Go Hunt gear shop gift card. Um, the, and the guy outside that's using the weed whacker, he's, he's just heard that and he's running for his truck to, <laughs> to go log in. Um, any good range finding binoculars in the one to $2,000 range? Yeah. I mean, um, 
I think you got to look at the the like G of it ours. Um, I think you got to look at the 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 vortex, um, the Furies five thousand. You know, uh, either the ABs or the non AB. You know, the applied ballistics version. Um, yeah, I mean, definitively, I, I mean, those would be my first. You know, in that in that price range, that's what I would go to. Okay. Um, you talked about this best glass for under fifteen hundred. Yeah, I mean, I think that puts your, you know, back in what we were talking about, you know, the UHDs, uh, the Razor UHDs, um, you know, certainly, the, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the, you know, the 12s and the, and the 10s and, and then, um, you know, the, the, the Razor HDs, the Conquest HDs, the Leica Trinovids, um, I think all of those need to be looked at. And I think you just need to put your eyes to them the best you can and uh and 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 go from there i i i don't think a person would be disappointed in having any of those you know with him on 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 a hunt okay um let's see here would going for a 50 millimeter spotter be better than a 65 for the difference of glass or range Um, you know, I, I think in certain cases, the 50 millimeters, you know, work for guys, you know, certainly I know guys, you know, cutting weight or backpacking or, um, you know, I just, I'm always almost more willing to take a pair of binoculars, you know, higher power binoculars than a small spotting scope. So to answer that question, I, I would typically lean myself, you know, or lean or tend to go with the 65 millimeter. Um, I just get better results out of it. I get better exit people. I get, you know, uh, better light gathering. Um, and, and I think it's, you know, it's, I think it's just a better performance to weight ratio than, than the other way around. It's just, I, I'd, I'd rather take the better glass. Okay, breakdown on how you choose optics for each different type of hunt you will go on this year. Well, you know, Jay, I, we covered it a lot in the, in the question we answered a little bit ago. But again, I think it's about understanding where you're going to be hunting, the quarry you're after, um, what those conditions, the, you know, take the extremes, you know, take, you know, all of those things factor into what I'm doing. Um, you know, if I'm hunting coos deer, uh, and this question comes up a lot lately, you know, my go-to first piece of glass is my 15s. And then, you know, for my, my looking and, and helping and scouting and, you know, I, I lean a lot on the, on the, the BTX and the 95, 115, you know, those pieces of glass for the, you know, for the long looks, um, when I'm, when, when I'm, you know, going into the field, uh, you know, actually, you know, like on a stock or whatnot, I, you know, tend to want to have tens on my chest, you know, either, you know, range finder or, you know, or eights in my range finder. Um, it, it just, it all depends on what you're doing in the task at hand. If you're hunting coos deer and you're using 15s, I think that's appropriate. But I would tell you that if you're hunting mainly mule deer and elk, I think a guy can get away with, you know, 
1250s, 1242s, and, and, and maybe not carry three pieces of glass with him. So I really think it all comes down to, you know, just deciding what you're going to put yourself in for that given day or week or whatever and and use the glass that's best going to serve you for those you know those you know particular circumstances cody i've got a question here best way to clean swarovski nl or el binoculars um so i'm ultra careful anal retentive about this um i I really, really, really like to blow the, the, the dust out of them, get them as clean as I can that way. Um, depending, you know, I try to make a decision. Um, and normally, by the way, I'll mount these on a tripod and tip it so the lenses are up and I can really see them or tip them into the light so I can see them really well. Um, I will make a decision on, okay, do, you know, has it been raining, snowing? Do I have water spots? Do I have, if it's heavy and, and you know, you need to, to put something on them, on them to, to kind of, you know, break up the, I will always go to, to like a squeeze bottle of, of optical fluid and, and let that set in and, and, and basically kind of get them to the point where they're wet. And, and I'll do that by squeezing a few drops in there. And then taking like a, a Swarovski or a Zeiss or a, a Nikon, um, you know, lens wipe, um, you know, and, and, and those always work really, really well. And generally speaking, that does what I need it to do. And then I always kind of watch to make sure that because I've put liquid on there, I normally go back over with that fine, you know, microfiber, you know, cloth that, that Swarovski, you know, typically gives you or Zeiss or you know, I mean, most glasses come with some form of a little lens wipe, and I go back over to make sure that, that I'm not letting that liquid dry on there. So, um, And then to be extra anal retentive with that, when I figure out that I've got it pretty well dry, I'll go back over with like either a little squeeze air or a, a, a compressor and make sure I'm getting all the air off of that or the, the moisture out of that too. So um, I, I'm just really, really careful with them. Sometimes I can go in there with just a brush and, and just a wet wipe and I'm done and, it, and they're, they're spotless. Um, but it, it really kind of depends on, on, uh, on, on, you know, the degree of how dirty they are. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I would say don't <clears throat> clean them too much, right? A hundred percent. And always, always, always use a circular motion. <laughs> don't go up and down. Don't go left, right. Just, you know, in a circular motion and, I've always found that to be a very, um, a very easy and clean way to, to do it. Okay. Uh, NL pure. And, by, and, and Jay, and by the way, do not use your gloves. If your gloves or if they're anything abrasive at all, I can always tell a guy that's cleaning his, his optics with his gloves. Cause it, it literally can, you know, depending on the glove and depending on the material of the glove, it literally can scratch the lenses. Yeah, that's a big no-no. Uh, NL Pure versus EL Pure for mule deer. Uh, well, you know, I kind of answered that, but, um, you know, mule deer, you know, using the ELs, NLs, um, 
again, I'm a field of you guys, so I kind of lean myself towards the NLs. Um, but, you know, I don't know, Jay, I've glassed up a lot of deer and a, certainly a lot of mule deer with a set of ELs. So um, I, I think you're kind of splitting hairs. But it's like, do you me, want to drive the Porsche or the Ferrari to dinner? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's exactly what it is. But, um, you know, I, I, the, the truth of it is, is that I would take the field of view with the NLs if I guess, if I just had the choice. Yeah. I mean, Swarovski just one up to themselves and made them oh. just that much better. Um, Koa 833 or ATX 85? Um, really, really close call. Um, you know, the Koa is, is always breaking into the top, you know, I mean, they, they are literally, if they're not considered a part of the top four pieces of glass, um, they just do an excellent job. Um, I, I would almost always go the Swarovski in that case because I own that Swarovski and I, I love the versatility of the, of the, uh, you know, of the X system, you know, where, where you can, you know, change out your eyepieces and, and your your objective lenses but um don't kid yourself that eight that that 883 884 from from uh 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 koa they are absolutely a, an awesome piece of gear and and they should be considered um you're gonna pay you know more and and typically that the the x series is going to be more expensive but but do not don't count out the uh the 883s and 884s those are those are excellent pieces of glass Best oh, and, so, and Jay, just, just something to point out about those two. I would tell you that the only thing, the biggest thing that, 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 that makes me would say I, I would just take like edge to the, to the Swarovski is that I think that the, the eyepiece on the Swarovski is one of the most comfortable and probably forgiving, uh, easy eyepieces and spotting scopes to look through. Um, just, just, you know, it's, it may be a personal thing. Um, I would tell you that the, the 20 to 60 eyepiece on the Koa is good. Um, and it's certainly, you know, when they improved on it, on it, like four years ago, um, it made it certainly, you know, better. Uh, but you know, the, the X series eyepiece, I think it's one of the best eyepieces in the business. Okay. Um, Best one range finder for archery and rifle hunting. Ooh, you know my go-to favorite. I've always been really fond of the the Leica twenty four hundred R. Um, you know they they work in an archery mode from ten yards to to hundred, and then after that they they you know they they work into a a, a longer mode. Um, funny being thing is is I just learned that. Uh, literally like three months ago and, and, and sat down with the, the Leica guys. And I, I, I'd never heard that before. And, and I think even some of the Leica guys were surprised to hear that. So, um, like a 2400 R would be a good choice. Um, Ranger 1800 is a good choice. Razor 4000 is a good choice. Um, you know, the, the loopholds have always been strong. Uh, so uh, my, my, my personal one would be the, the Leica 2400R. And I guess the, the, the other one, Jay, that I'm, I'm actually taking out on my, on my elk coming up um, is, is you got to look at the Collis 
uh, uh, Helia. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to put that in the field and use it. Um, you know, everything that I've been shown and told and what I've used it in a little that I have and tested it, um, it's done fantastic. So, uh, we will, uh, we will, we will see how it, it does in the time of, uh, of need. Awesome. Um, just want to thank you both for all of your help. You guys are both quick to respond. No problem. That's our job. We love it. Uh, let's see. Going to pull the trigger on a 115, but not sure which eyepiece to go with. BTX or STX help? Well, my my gut instinct would be to ask, well, what are you going to, you know, what's your primary goal when getting it? If for me personally, I would say BTX in the 115 because I'm going to use that as a long range glassing tool. And, and, and that's my primary goal with that. I also can understand why a guy would want a 115 and an STX because he, you know, he's using the 30 to 70 power and he's, he's wanting to get as much light to his eye as possible. I, you know, my gut always tells me that when I'm, when I'm going away from the BTX, you know, I normally switch it up Jay to, to either the 95 or 85. Um, you know, I think the STX 85 is one of the best all around pieces that you can buy, but, you know, at the same time, I, I think it just depends on what that, you know, if he tells me that he's a digiscoper and he wants the best photos he can get, you know, and he wants to, to put on on his phone and with an STX, you know, I would say, man, I, I would choose the STX. But if he said, you know, I'm using it for long range glassing, I'm going to go with the BTX. Um, now, there's the guy that also going to carry it around no matter what. He's going to pack it no matter what. Um, and he's going to use it whether he's, you know, validating or, or, you know, trying to figure out what something is or scored or whatever at a shorter distance. All of those things are, are, are on the table. But for me personally, uh, you know, I'd probably choose the BTX in the 115 um, only because I know the value of, of long range glassing and, and, and scouting that way. That's how I use it. Worthwhile introduction setup for tripod and head. Thank you guys so much. Can I say something before you answer this question? Of course. To me, like the difference between an intro setup and your regular setup is so minimal. Now, you may have a totally different answer, but why not just go with a really good setup like one that I use or you use, Cody, that's not breaking the bank? There's tripods. Cody, you and I know there's tripods out there that are two and three times more expensive than the ones we use. I consider what I use, the slick tripod, and have used for probably pushing 20 years now to be w one of the most affordable options on the market. And just Jay, I still remember your original 724 that looked like it had been drugged behind the truck and it was it, it, it i used it for many, 10 years for, i was gonna say for many many years i remember grabbing into the back of the the um the yamaha and and the ranger and literally thinking when is that thing gonna fall apart yeah and it and it just never did so 
while I love slick and, and I love, you know, there's certain things, but I, I think Jay, look at some level, it's kind of like my three pillars, right. Of glassing Buy the best glass you can afford, put it on a tripod and slow down. Some guys are, you know, some guys are just going to buy the, Like I always tell people, if you've already got glass and you're happy with that, the next best thing you could do is put it on a tripod. And I always say that any tripod is better than no tripod, but it's kind of like that thing that we always say, buy once, cry once. Well, Jay, I'm not, I'm not not thinking the way you are because I would think to myself, you know what, just go with the middle ground, buy a good solid tripod and you'll probably have it for longer than you ever expected to. But I get a lot of guys that they, that they're, they're on a budget. They're, they they just want the minimalist like you know hey how do i get a, a decent piece of gear without breaking the bank and i just and and i i 100 percent get what your thinking is and i just watched and listened and and had the questions roll in and and you know i i think that's sometimes they just want that value and you know, we, we, you know, at Go Hunt, we're trying to provide that. And, and we've got some really good packages that do that. And, I, you know, I, I, Jay, I agree with you. I mean, I would always try to get just into that next level to make sure I'm, I'm being taken care of and it's going to, going to do that. But it's kind of like is, saying, is it, though, like you're going four wheel driving and give me the, just give me the best four wheel drive, all terrain intro tires I can get. Or I can spend just a little bit more and get, yep. it's going to last I me know. a lot longer. But, I mean, I know there's guys that want that intro piece. Um, so what's your answer? Well, I, I, I would tell them to look very hard at the T004SK um, I would uh, with a VA5 head. Um, that's $189.90. Um, I would tell him to look at the, 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 uh, the T024SK uh, with a VA5 head. You know, you're going to pay $299.90. Um, I would tell them to look at those really, really strong. Um, by the way, the T0, well, they'll already be in stock by the time he hears this. But, yeah, they're coming back in stock this week. Um, yeah, I mean, th- those would be the two that I would tell them to look at. Okay, sounds good. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, any- also, Jay, the Vortex Ridge View, that's another one. You know, a couple hundred bucks, a uh, solid unit. You know, that would be another one that I would look at. Any review on the new Koas? And then it says dollar sign Vortex Razor UHD. So I don't know exactly what he means on the new Koas dollar sign Vortex Razor UHD. Is he wanting to Well, I mean, the latest thing that I've heard from, I mean, God, I just talked to Paul the other day, but. Um, the, the, the latest thing that I know about is the, the COA, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the 99 millimeter. Um, I'm, you know what, Jay, I'm kind of stumped because I'm not sure what else they released that I didn't know about. What about the, so, uh, Razor UHD review? Well, uh, We've uh, talked about them a lot. Yeah. Um, the, the, the UHDs. I mean, they're just a fantastic piece of gear. Um, could not have been happier with the Abicona Prism Edition. Um, you know, they, they did get a little bit longer, you know, because of that, to make room for the Abicona Prism. 
Um, but low light conditions, edge to edge clarity, um, good ergonomics. Uh, I think you know for the for the dollar, you're you're getting a really really good piece of glass. Um, you know, and if you, if that guy wants to call me and I can talk him through, you know, does he want ten forty twos? Does he want you know, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, twelve uh, fifties? Does he want you know eighteen fifty sixes? You know, I can work him through all of that. Cody, I also want to mention to the listeners um, if you're gonna. Uh, shop at GoHunt.com. If you're going to call or text Cody, you can at 602-399-3699. Cody always answers his text. Uh, but I want you guys to know you can get a 10% savings uh, with GoHunt, whether you text or call Cody, uh, whether you go on the website and order just at checkout, use J. Scott as the promo code, and you're going to save 10%. Uh, unit 23 late season elk hunt in the pines near the rim or lower open country by young. Um, so both are good. Um, I think it depends on the year. I think it depends on how well you get around. Um, you know, I would urge you to try and find those places wherever you look, whether you're looking north or south get away from the roads a little bit, you know, maybe get one Canyon over and that will do you a yep. lot of good. Um, and specifically on those late elk hunts, really focus on those North and Northeast facing slopes, find those nasty canyons, find the shadiest spot on the whole mountain yep. or Ridge. And you're going to find more bulls as far as hunting high or low. Um, I would say, you know, up high, there's a lot of places where you can't glass. There, there are some pockets where you can see a little bit. Um, I think the further south you go, you can see a little bit better. Uh, but, you know, you may have less elk at times. Um, so, I mean, I think both are, both are good. Yeah, don't, don't overlook the bottoms. Yeah, that's true. Uh, 65 versus 85 for all-around spotter weight. Let's see. Well, Wait a minute. STS versus STX swirl spotter. What is the difference in them? And then he says 65 versus 85 for all around spotter. Weight doesn't matter. So he, he's. Well. If, if weight I mean, doesn't matter, you got to go with the 85. Yeah. If weight doesn't matter, you got to go 85 because you're just going to get, you know, better light gathering and better performance. But to answer the question in regards to the STS ATS system, that's new versus, versus the, old. The, the yeah, new versus old would be the X series is a completely different optical system. Um, it's got Swaro Vision in it. Um, I, you know, I, I would tell you that in general, it's you know around eight to ten pounds heavier depending on the model, and it's you know always a thousand bucks more depending Not on the model. Not eight to ten so, pounds. No, not eight to ten pounds. Eight to ten ounces. Eight to ten ounces. Okay. Per, but, okay. I was like, um, holy yeah, smokes. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, eight to ten ounces, and 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 um, you know, it, again, the the X series eyepiece, it to me, it's one of the most comfortable eyepieces to look through. It's very forgiving. Um, you know, uh, uh, it you know the edge. The edge ocular lens is is bigger, and and it just it's. Like you said, it the eye fatigue is less because you're not squinting as much. I think. Yeah, I just feel like it's just an. I just I I've always felt very comfortable from day one through that eyepiece. Um, 
you know, and, and there are, there's other good eyepieces out there, but that, that, that just, that does a really good job. Um, you know, the other thing to consider is, is that when you, when you talk about the S series, you know, you have the original 20 by, you know, they're 20 to 60, um, uh, eyepiece, but you also have the option of running the 25 to 50, uh, uh, you know, uh, lens and, and that's, you know, that has all the same attributes as World Vision does, and and it does. It has a, a because of that, and the field flattener in it, it 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 actually, you know, provides you a wider field of view, uh, and so I think that's an excellent choice to look at. I I really like the twenty five to fifty i eyepiece with the sixty five millimeters, but um, in general, to answer that gentleman's question, if I just had to pick one you know, 80 millimeter, 85, I would, I would always go to the 80 or 85 just in general as, as just a, a pure, like I want the most light and the, and the best performance I can get. Best, you know, out of the, out of those pieces. Yeah, I agree with all that. Best all around hunting scope, rifle scope under 3000 for out to seven to 800 yards. Um, man, I, I, you know, I I think there's, there's, well, there's certainly a number of scopes in the scope market is so big. Um, I think a guy has got to think about, um, uh, like the, the loophole VX fives and the VX sixes in the, in the bigger, uh, objective lens. Um, those are super, super reliable. Um, you know, I, I think you got to look at, uh, you know, some of the X fives, um, you know, uh, man, there's just, there's a ton of stuff that we, you know, on that upper end that, that you can go with, um, you know, the razor, uh, you know, razors get, you know, uh, released their, their LHT, uh, uh, Vortex has released their razor LHT that I'm really excited about a four and a half to 22 by 50, um, you know, uh, uh, first focal plane, um, MOA or, or MRAD reticles, um, that's going to be a, a really good seller as well. Um, yeah, there's that, that, that market, um, there's a lot to say in that, uh, you know, and if that person wants to call me, we can certainly talk that through. Um, but yeah, there's a lot out there and a, and a lot of good pieces of gear to, to look at in there, you know, and, and then, depending on whether you want to shoot MOA or MRADs or whatever system you want, you know, another one to look at would be like, uh, the Z six, uh, uh, you know, three to 18 by 50. That's an old standby that, that I think is, has been absolutely one of the, you know, the best, you know, what I would call yardage scopes. Uh, if you want to do a turret and, and put a, a yardage scope together, um, I love that, that particular uh, scope, no problem. Um, but yeah, I, I think that person should call me and, and, and that way I can really kind of fine tune and know what rifle he's putting it on and, you know, big, small, you know, do we want lower turrets or, or, you know, do you, do you mind having a more tactical looking scope? So I think there's a lot of questions to answer there. Cody is the best way to get a hold of you 702-847-8747 or is it your cell at 602-399-3699? Well, I, I, I do my very best to answer both. Um, unfortunately I can't answer both at the same time. Um, <laughs> you've tried. 
Yeah, I've tried. And, and I would just tell people, hey, it's the hunting season. Things have gotten really busy. Um, I've got some help. Ethan, my man, is, is helping me out. And Jay will have to have him on the podcast or soon. He's a good kid. And uh, he's doing a great job. Um, you know, the whole team over there is, we're, we've been inundated and, uh, and we are, we are working tirelessly to get people called back and taken care of. And, and, uh, it's, um, it's, it's, it's just a pleasure being able to, to serve people like that. But, uh, I would tell you that if, if people are trying to get a hold of me and you want to text me, um, normally I can text somebody when I'm on the phone and just tell them, Hey, I'll call you right after this, you know, this phone call or, um, that's always probably the best way. And then if, if they want to call my cell, call my cell. And then, um, when you, when you call the 702 number, um, you'll either get one of our agents to, to answer and they will, they will, they, they will literally transfer you to me or they'll, they'll take a message and they will get that message to me. Uh, but I try very, very hard to clear all my messages and all my phone calls um, it, it, I, I try to literally do it before I leave every day. Awesome. Uh, buddy, tell me about Vortex's new product. Oh yeah. Um, Vortex is, um, very happy to say that Vortex is, an, uh, uh, adding to the UHD line. Um, they are, uh, adding, I, I just, you know, I've had them in my hands for a while. Uh, there is a 1050 UHD coming. I'm very excited about this. We get questions about this. Um, I, I, I love the prospects of having a 10 power with a 50 millimeter objective and a five millimeter exit people so that you can get the most out of light gathering. I think for the guys that use the, the 1050s or a 10 power for, for glassing off a tripod a lot, I think this gives them a whole other option, you know, to maximize, you know, the, 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 the magnification and the, in the, in the light gathering ability, um, you know, using it off a tripod, I think, you know, really makes sense. The best part about it is, is that, um, they're, they're really, um, they're, they're, they're really not, you know, all that much bigger and, you know, they're 34 ounces, which, you know, I think is an acceptable weight for a chest glass. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm super excited, uh, and you're going to get a, a whole bunch of reviews and a whole bunch of information at you, um, on their, on their launch, which is coming up here, uh, should be, you know, within the, the next day or so. Um, you know, they're 1549, which puts them right in line with, with the other, uh, uh, UHDs. Um, and, and so far I, I, I really have kind of quite fallen in love with them. They're a great piece of glass. Um, and again, they're super bright and, uh, they've just, they've done an excellent job putting that together. And really this came from, you know, I guess the history of it is, is that they kept getting questions about, well, why, you know, why is there not a 1050 option? We love 1050s. And, and so Vortex, I think, you know, listened and I think they, they were like, oh, well, I mean, we can add this. This is where this is complete with our capabilities. And they did it, you know, within a a very good, timely fashion. And um, I'm just really super impressed that they did it. And, uh, and, you know, along the way, we, you know, somewhat got to help with it. So um, I think this is a very, very cool uh, addition to the UHD line. 
Awesome. It's going to be exciting to get uh, everybody's feedback. I know yep. um, the, what I've heard about them, they're fantastic. So it's going to be yeah. great to get them in uh, customers' hands. Uh, Cody, it's always great having you on, the glassing guru. Um, you do so much for people. I want to tip my hat to you for the customer service that you provide. Again, guys, um, reach out to Cody at 702-847-8747. You can also send him an email at Cody at GoHunt.com. Um, you can text him on his cell phone, 602-399-3699. Now, guys, don't forget to save some money. Who doesn't like to save money? You can tell your wife, hey, honey, I spent $3,000 today, <laughs> but I saved 10%. <laughs> Um, she might come up and give you a kiss. Use the J. Scott promo code either at checkout on the Go Hunt website on the gear shop uh, or by talking to Cody. Just tell him J. Scott sent you. Um, Cody, any final words uh, before I let you go here? You know, you know, Jay, uh, as always, I, I just appreciate the fact that you let me come on here and do this. Um, number one. And number two. I'm not even mad at you that you're not coming to Unit 23 for the elk hunt. You know, that's going to be a bummer, like a isn't it? That's going to be a bummer. I love I've, you like a brother. I've been there on a bunch of them. I wasn't there I on know. the last one, but um, yeah, well, I'll be I'll be cheering for you. And you never know if you hear a you know big cloud of dust pull up in the middle of the night at camp, you'll know it's me coming in for the coming exactly. in for the closer. Um, well. But I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the year. I'm excited for Arizona in general. You know, I think I don't think antler growth for elk is going to be just crazy, but I think it'll be okay. I think the deer have a chance to be to be good, um, especially our coos deer. But I, I'm excited about getting it somewhat. Um, you know, we were so dry, so dry for so long. It's nice to have a good monsoon. And uh, guys, an ex it's exciting time of year. You know, get that gear. Um, thanks for listening to this podcast and, uh, Cody, I appreciate everything you do. So take care. Okay. Yes, buddy? sir. Thank you, Jay. Have a good day, buddy. All right.